Welcome back to Shit Talk, where we talk about really good shit. My name's Annika. And my name is Rithu. Follow us on our socials, here to Shit Talk for behind the scenes clips, bloopers, and more. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Let's dive in. like a PSA. If you are feeling overwhelmed and anxious about the current news regarding the pandemic, we ask you to please skip this episode. We understand that there is a staggering amount of news about COVID-19 today everywhere you look and go. So if you are feeling distressed from the current news, we ask you to please skip this episode and join us next week instead. Um, I feel like since since last week, like there has been a significant amount of changes <laughs> since there, we spoke about been. all of this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like things change day to day and it's just yeah. been so unpredictable. We need a little bit of positivity every day. Yeah. Just a little bit of a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of positivity. Um, yeah. But I do think this episode might be a little bit more, um, a little less uplifting than the previous episode, just because we are going to be talking about the future with the pandemic. I yeah, I totally agree. But um, uh, how about how about we kick this off with a fact? Hey. Yeah, that sounds good. So I guess I'll start with a fact that I feel like a lot of a lot of people might align with or a lot of people might just see themselves doing. So mm-hmm. according to a study or report put together by the Australian National University, just because, uh, sorry, let me backtrack. So the reason that I'm bringing up this point is because I feel like a lot of us see a lot of misinformation about coronavirus. I basically pulled this fact from the uh, an article on BBC talking about mm-hmm. why smart people believe in coronavirus myths. So oh, okay. um, basically, the stu- yeah, so the study at the Australian National University has shown that the simple presence of an image alongside a statement increases our trust in its accuracy, even if it is only tang- tangentially related to the claim. A oh, generic wow image of a virus accompanying some claim about a new statement say may not may offer no proof of the statement itself but it helps us visualize the general scenario Mm -hmm. we take that quote processing fluency as a sign that the claim is true isn't that interesting wow yeah i did not realize that but i think i can definitely see that in various articles that i've seen in the past about yeah COVID-19 in general and and other sort of myths um yeah but that's that's very interesting yeah I'll actually send you the article so that you can yes, like have a look into it yeah. later yeah but it's funny how we psychologically sort of trust the the author and trust the website a little bit more if there's an image attached to to the article or to the text yeah it's yeah. Uh, like I, I yeah I just think it's so like odd just to see that idealized because yeah. I've definitely found myself doing exactly that like Me too. Think, you know seeing seeing an image with a uh with an article and seeing hmm seems like it could be legit <laughs> yeah, and I feel like you know there's, there's so there's so much information out there about coronavirus and how to stay safe from coronavirus and there's a lot of misinformation that's been traveling around as well 
how to know if you have it or like you've you probably seen those articles where they're like, okay, if you hold your breath for like 30 seconds, oh my then God, you know yeah. that you don't have COVID-19, which is completely <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's been that I've seen articles or, you know, been sent around of that and other misinformed information about COVID-19, which is mm-hmm. very unhelpful for, for tons of people. So yeah yeah just just be careful out there and make sure it's not from the onion (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) yeah how about you um so mine's a little bit mine's gonna be focused on dating but okay we're definitely gonna jump back into this later on today yeah but bumble reported that they noticed an 84 percent increase in video calls in the u.s and also messaging within the app itself was up to 26 percent for that same week Hinge was also registered with a 30% increase in messaging worldwide in March compared to January and February of this year. So yeah, so, dating, online dating has been huge recently, <laughs> despite yeah, all that um, going on. I can confirm as someone that mm-hmm. has been on dating apps that the surge in people, like just the options <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> has, has significantly <laughs> increased since all of this COVID stuff. I mean, like, I, I feel like a lot of people are just hopping on because they're bored and they want to pass the time too um, yeah. that they normally they normally would have spent like going out and grabbing drinks with friends and then exactly. like meeting people, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, but we can definitely dive into that later. I'm actually not even surprised by that statistic. I'm no, surprised that <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised that they didn't even like in that specific article that they didn't report the number of users that like the increase in users or even if they like registered that information. Yeah, I'll have but, to get back to you on that, but yeah. they didn't mention anything of that sort. But I think it's just yeah. the current users that are on there right now, but there's probably like, a huge influx of people that just totally. popped on Bumble and like yeah. couples that have maybe broken up and had to, yeah. you know, resort to this. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I I guess we can first start off with talking about, at least for right now, because this was like Mm -hmm. a very recent development for us in in Vancouver, but um, the BC Restart Plan. So Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, basically the BC government has decided to put in place something called a restart plan, which is just talking about the the coming months of what, how our response to coronavirus is going to be Mm -hmm. um, in terms of reopening different facilities or stores yeah businesses and just kind of looking forward into the future and giving people kind of I think like a realistic understanding of what the future of BC is going Mm -hmm. to look like at the current moment yeah absolutely what I found for myself at least like just looking at that plan it just gave me a sense of like relief (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I I felt like Oh my God! Like okay, here someone is, uh, someone is actually thinking about what the future is going to look like because I've been at this for like a month and a half, almost two months, and sis is dying. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it definitely, know? it definitely gives a positive spin, and it makes us really hopeful for what's to come in the future as well. I, I actually just spoke to a friend recently, and he was laid off for quite a bit, but now he just got his job back. Yeah, and yeah. same with some other people as well. But I think yeah. it's just that slow incline of getting back to 
what it was like before might be a little bit tricky just because I know that so many people are currently unemployed at the moment. And just having that restart button into going back to finding a job again and maybe going back to the same job that you had before can be a little bit tricky because restarting a country while keeping everyone safe at the same time and keeping the pandemic-induced recession from spiraling to like a depression, I don't think we're ever going to go back to what was normal back then. So I think there's going to be a huge change from now and the future from what we had before. And I do actually have a stat here. The unemployment rate here in Canada rose up to 13% in April, while the unemployment rate in the United States averaged 5.74% from 1948 until 2020, when it reached an all-time high of 14.7% in April of 2020. Isn't that that insane? That's that's crazy, though. Yeah. Like, you know, as... Can I just say, and I feel like you will totally agree with this, too. Can Mm -hmm. I just say how much better Canadian response to the pandemic has been than like our neighbors because I see I see the news sometimes and I here I am like just sitting just getting anxiety about that in itself it's because it's heartening yeah it's just, it is the lack of response and the lack of leadership that that country has is just absolutely just mind-boggling flabbergasted I'm yeah. completely flabbergasted there's yeah I mean there's no other way to express how you feel than just to feel I don't know. I feel very embarrassed for him just because there are a lot of eyeballs looking that way. And it's just, I'm... And it's hard for people to take America seriously with with that, you know? And I just feel very sad for the people that are, you know, the frontline workers and people who are working essential businesses and such, and they're not getting the support that they should have, right? Or they deserve, um, yeah. Or that they deserve, exactly. Yeah. But I am very proud that we're living in such such a advanced country in many ways. Yeah. But just the support that these people have in Canada are just, yeah. I'm just very grateful that we're <laughs> that we're here totally. in Canada. Yeah, I yeah. totally get that. So soon, soon enough, we'll be able to meet friends, or or supposed to be able to meet friends that are mm. within groups of two to six. So at least that's that's a plus. We can see our friends yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, actually. Well, I mean, yes and no. I wrote here that, well, I don't know if you saw this weekend, but did you see Kit's Beach? No, I didn't at all. I so wasn't Kitts here. Beach. Oh, right. You were away in, um, in yeah. Abbotsford. Yeah. But I had a friend who biked through Kit's Beach and he took a photo and it was just, it was appalling. Like it was actually oh embarrassing just because there were tons of people in groups of six and plus. Yeah. And they were, you know, they were enjoying their time together with their friends, but they were not doing it safely. And so I'm... Were I were they really close to other groups or... They were, yeah, just there wasn't enough space in Kids Beach at all just because it was so densely packed with the amount of people there. So people yeah. just couldn't, you know, sit by the beach with their friends and do it from a safe distance from other yeah. people. From other so, people. It's just really, really tricky. And I think I'm just a little bit concerned that with this new rule and regulation that the CDC has recently provided, you know, permitting gatherings up to six people here in Vancouver, I feel that 
some people might abuse this privilege, you know. Totally. And I think so I, I think, think we even brought, we touched on this topic a little bit l- yeah, like last week as well, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Part of me part of me feels like a little paranoid. Like I'm still I mean obviously mm. it would be a different situation to have like two or two to six people within our home and just like mm. spending that time with them, but then it's like a completely different situation just being in public, right? So I'm still yeah. kind of like a little bit weary about that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I did I did take the chance to meet up with three other friends over the weekend yeah. at David Lamb Park. And yeah. I can safely say that David Lamb Park is is a lot larger and people were doing small gatherings of four to six people yeah. in very safe measures so that was really that was really really good to see um just because they were doing it so respectfully you would have the occasional child run over to you and like talk to you (laughs) and stuff but that was you know that was okay um the parents would kindly just have their child the child (laughs) exactly have the child like come over to them instead but everyone was doing it from a very respectful distance and i think that people and kids should definitely be more respectful to other people with um Social distancing. Excuse me. I mean, that that goes into me thinking about work because apparently we're all allowed to or according to what my mom asked, because I had a discussion with her earlier, but basically bringing up that, you know, starting May 17th, are you going to be in the office? Because apparently Mm -hmm. a lot of people are allowed to go back into the office and start working from the office. Um, starting May 17th, which that's is like very soon. That's, that's next literally week. next week. That's yeah. next Monday, which is <laughs> wow. like craziness to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there there's been no definitive word from from our company yet about what the what the policy is going to look like or mm-hmm. if it's still work from home until things are a little bit more safe. We're supposed to have like a town hall or something about it on Monday mm-hmm. just to discuss. And yeah. um, I honestly, I don't feel fully prepared to be in a workplace. No, and... I, think, I think it might be a little bit premature at the moment yeah. just because I feel like I feel like we can still hold off and we can still wait just a little bit longer just because totally. For us, for you and I, our jobs can be done remotely, totally. right? There are other jobs and other positions where you have to interact with people in person. And I feel like that's still a little bit premature because I feel like these people would still have to wear masks and you have to make sure that people stand from a certain distance and just have these rules implemented before just having a, a set of rules and guidelines and have that standard before you know, opening up other things and not having a certain standard or guide to to abide with right um yeah but i i spoke to my boyfriend recently and i'm not too sure if we mentioned this in the previous episode but he said that his work is currently you know there's an ongoing discussion about whether they're going to be opening up within the next few months but if they do they're only going to have around 10 people to go in first and there's gonna there's gonna be groups that are going into the office um into the office in shifts and so there's going to be maybe a group of 10 that would probably be the CEOs, CTOs, and managers that will go in first, okay. just the more crucial people that will go into the office first. And then those people would maybe come out and then we'll have another shift of another 10 coworkers to go into the office. But still, yeah. even then, he's still a little bit paranoid and yeah. you know his commute is really far. So He's just like, you know, I'm totally okay with just staying home and just working from home because it's comfortable for me. I don't need to commute. And even even transiting is just a little bit worrisome for for some of us, too. So, yeah, I mean, like on from a objective standpoint, I feel like 
that is probably the smartest way to go about doing it, mm-hmm. like doing it in shifts because yeah, that way yeah. that way people will actually have enough space for for everyone to kind of move through if that needs to happen. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely I definitely feel like going back to the office is a little bit premature, but I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's definitely what the discussion is going to be about on Monday. Absolutely. Just to kind of touch base and see how people are doing. Obviously, I'm not feeling too great about working from home all the time like I'd love to have the opportunity (laughs) I'd love to have the opportunity to you know see some real people and having human interaction is nice yeah and and uh, that but also having the opportunity to kind of have a regular routine Mm -hmm. that involves you know getting up making yourself some breakfast grabbing Mm -hmm. a coffee going to work rather than going to work rather than exactly yeah Yeah, that's exactly right I don't know. I think my paranoia definitely stems from looking at the news recently about the outbreaks that have recently popped up in China as well since they've opened up recently. And in Japan as well and Korea. And and Japan, yeah. So um, they began to lift their lockdown measures, I think, starting around April 8th. And I think China has around maybe 10 to 14 new confirmed cases since then. So it's just... It's a little bit concerning, but I hope that we were able to make the best calls and the best judgments to know mm-hmm. that we that we won't, know that we're safe going that forward. we're safe and that we won't go I don't know go down that rabbit hole or go down that route yeah. essentially because yeah. exactly just looking at people at kids speech just made me a little bit sad so yeah no I honestly I probably I I probably would have felt exactly the same way mm-hmm. and um yeah I, I was actually talking to uh Matthew about um my roommate about basically um school as well because mm-hmm. um apparently he mentioned that in Quebec they've actually reopened schools which to me is is like actually crazy talk (laughs) because now I love children let me be honest I love Mm -hmm. children but they are a cesspool for sickness (laughs) they are are. (laughs) um but so is homeschooling gonna be a new norm now like I I don't know I don't know um you know, because like from from what I what I gather, a lot of people are doing like e-learning where they're basically like Zoom yeah. calling and doing Zoom lectures and all of that. Um, I feel like you you know that because like a lot of our a lot of our university friends are doing that. But mm-hmm. even my cousin who's like in high school, she I'm pretty sure she's doing like only e-learning um, until, you know, everything's actually good to go. And the the school district finally mm. agrees to let people back in, but yeah, I don't I know feel, how that's gonna work for yeah. daycares because it's yeah. so essential. You to live have near that daycare, right? I do. I live underneath the daycare, actually. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say that I miss the children stomping around above me too much, but yeah. for daycares, it's so essential to have that interaction with other other toddlers and other children. Yeah. But you can't have that same learning experience from e-learning sites or from Zoom yeah. videos and such. So yeah. how I don't know how they're going to implement new learning 
curriculum activities and such yeah, for I, toddlers. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I actually, I didn't even give that much thought. The fact mm-hmm. that like, you know, toddlers need that like in-person interaction and in building like, yeah. like in kindergarten, like you're learning social skills. You're not exactly. just learning the numbers and the alphabets. You're actually yeah. learning how, how to, to play with interact. other people and yeah, how to exactly. learn mannerisms and such. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, so I didn't even give that really much thought. Bizarre. It's going to yeah. be really weird. Um, and I wonder if like universities are going to stay the same as well, because, you know, you have to work in groups for projects at universities and just yeah. having that, that, um, that relationship and that, um, just interaction, you know, interaction with your TAs and your professors yeah. and knowing them face to face. So they know you personally as yeah. well. It's just so crucial to, to have that relationship with them and to, I feel like just being successful. Yeah, yeah. It's just so much more, I don't know. It's going to be very different to being a university when it's all going to be online or on the internet because yeah. you're not going to have that same interaction with them. I Yeah, I totally align. So um, basically, for those of you who don't know, but uh, last week I got accepted into a program at yeah. UBC, which is like super Congrats. exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's basically a three month boot camp with UBC through their continuing studies program. And it is, I basically decided to do it that way because I wanted the in-person interaction. Mm-hmm. So they have they have the options between an online course, basically complete the program in 10 months online, or you can, you can do it in a part-time blended learning environment where you have in-person lectures for a day. Well, and I then guess you, you don't do have the program. option anymore. I know, I know. But but here's the thing, right? I am set to start the program on September 19th. So oh, okay. who knows what could change between yeah. now and September, right? Okay. Because Fingers I can crossed. only... Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. I sincerely hope that I get mm-hmm. to spend some in-person time with people because, you know, I'm working in a team environment like the the program that I'm doing is about team coordination and planning and interaction and communication so to not be able to see people and like actually interact with them would be I don't know if detriment is the right word but like experience for sure but not to have that hands-on experience yeah it's gonna be a little tough so I mean I hope I hope that things get better enough that I can do in-person schooling. In my opinion, I think the worst case scenario is that they lessen the class, mm. the class numbers, right? So that people can, I guess, effectively practice social distancing while being in class. So right. you know, maybe, maybe, for example, in, in university, if someone took like English 100 or like 101, that mm-hmm. there would be like like two two or three different sections for that same course led mm-hmm. by the same professor. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I mean, they could also space out the seating as well, right? Yeah. So they could also I mean, do alternate classes and alternate seating yeah. and then yeah. reduce the class size to from like 100 people to maybe 30 and then... Yeah, it's and um, it's going to be very different for sure. And actually, um, additionally, I read this uh, while I was looking up stuff for, for our fact for today. But basically, I was looking at the future of travel in relation to coronavirus. Yeah. But basically, they were saying that, you know, going into the future, a lot of airlines will probably have to not sell that middle seat in a lot of in a lot of travel and planes and stuff so that people can 
practice social distancing um, effectively. And I thought that that was particularly interesting because a lot of airlines are going to lose a lot of money, a lot more than they already mm-hmm. have. By yeah, I yeah, I know for a fact that several airlines have completely lost business and gone bankrupt at the moment just because they can't survive at the moment with the lack of travel that there is going on in the world right now, which is which is a huge shame at the moment. But I can definitely see this going on for quite some time because we don't yeah. we can't foresee the future and we don't know exactly. how long it is until we can travel even internally within Canada itself. Um, yeah. I think that I think we can still do that. I think we can definitely still travel internally because I have a friend who's moving back to Ontario just to live with his family again because. Yeah. He was living out here in the U.S., but he yeah. has to go back to his family now, which is yeah. really sad. But I don't know when would be the next time for us to travel freely across I know. the world and you internationally. Were, you and your boyfriend were going to go to Iceland again. <laughs> I know. We didn't have like a date and plan, but yeah. we we hung out with two of his friends this past weekend. Yeah. We went for like a short a little picnic up in Burnaby Mountain, and they were going to get married in September. Oh here, my god! Here in um here in Vancouver, I think yeah. Langley somewhere. I'm not too yeah. sure, but they were planning on having their honeymoon for three weeks in Italy. Oh and no! And as you know, Italy is not doing too well at the moment, <laughs> so they had to completely change their travel plans. But it's just, I was just talking to them, and I was like, "Well, what what are you gonna do?" And they're like, "Well, I think they're gonna hold off from getting a refund just yet because it's yeah. still September." really we don't know what the future holds right we don't know when we can safely travel again internationally so yeah I mean uh yeah I actually now thinking about that too uh in terms of like social things my friend is also getting married in September so you know she's she's really nervous about Mm. not not necessarily having her ceremony or her wedding, you know, come September. And I'm kind of nervous for it too. I sincerely hope she gets to actually have her ceremony because otherwise it would be, be it would very be very stressful yeah. to just reorganize everything again and to find a different yeah. venue if it's canceled yeah. and you have to move the dates. My friends who were, um, who are having their wedding in September, they were actually able to apply for next year, same dates next year, same oh, place. Oh, that's perfect. That's actually so great. With no extra fee or extra charge that's at great. all. I so. mean, who could have predicted that a pandemic no would one, cause your wedding no to be can. canceled? So hopefully your right? friend can do the same as well. Yeah. And just try yeah. To check in if, you know, next year's date is available as well because yeah. – there's really no rush at the moment. We can't really go anywhere. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I think it's just a little bit tricky if you're having international um, family members flying in. So yeah, and uh, it, it, that that actually got me even more thinking about social events. But basically, we had like two concerts that we were supposed to go to. Like, oh my god, I was so I sad when the little so icon popped up. The little notification yeah. popped on my laptop. You're like, okay, yeah. tomorrow you're meant to be going to Katrinata or like Miramasa's yeah. concert. Yeah. I was like, oh my god like <laughs> so bummed I know but you know thankfully they've all been postponed but we have no idea when mass gatherings are going to be allowed anymore no. according to the BC restart plan you know it's looking like it's going to be next year so maybe we'll have a fabulous summer next summer yeah. um and like <laughs> be able to see these shows uh next oh, year instead summer 2021 it is yeah, yeah so it'll be our I'm, summer oh baby i'm ready <laughs> we're we're ready we're readier than yeah. ever um, yeah. But yeah, I do think that the CDC mentioned that bars, nightclubs, anything of that sort, like concerts, large gatherings like that, 
are going to be the very last things that are going to totally. open up for us. Yeah. Um, rightfully so. For safety measures, I think that's the right call. And so much for all those people trying to meet other people at bars and clubs, hey? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. But I actually also looked into some articles about the future of travel and okay. a lot of items about virtual reality popped up as well. Oh, okay, cool. Um, there's been a recent influx of research that's been going into virtual reality and just bringing the immersive experience to customers. You know, 360 films have also been really big as well. And oh. there's been a, quite a few articles, I think, on Nat Geo and other travel articles and sites, mm -hmm. which I can send to you later on. And I'll post cool. on the Heart of Chit Talk Instagram, Instagram page yeah. as well. And there's been a lot of, they've taken 360 videos that can be turned into VR videos as well of landmarks and a lot of travel places that um, capture the essence of traveling with you not being there. So you can actually travel the world by um, just sitting or relaxing on your couch. And um, yeah, you can just like enjoy the Serengeti and like the safari from like the comfort of your own, your own couch and bedroom. So <laughs> that's kind of nice. Yeah, um, I totally saw like a couple of examples of that. One of my friends, she shared um, on Facebook, she shared, basically, you can you can tour Studio Ghibli from like in Japan, like online, they have it available for people to do that. And I actually, I actually posted this on my page, but uh, there's something, oh, crap, I can't remember, but basically, it's like a online art gallery. Oh, and yeah. you can you can basically go to literally any museum online the online yeah. version of any museum and be able to go in and uh, see the artwork yeah you can yeah. see like, different artifacts and you can go to like the Louvre or like the Met and yeah. they'll show like yeah. different galleries and such and you can go in there and they'll do like a one of those Google Street View yeah um, totally videos yeah. so you can just like you know walk forward and you can sort of look around and look above you yeah. and such and you can see what's there which is pretty exciting but obviously yeah. it doesn't really give you the real essence of yeah. know, traveling and it doesn't give you the same experiences and stuff but yeah. in the time that we have at the moment with not being able to travel I think it definitely helps a little bit from it's a semi-decent nice substitute little, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a nice little getaway to get yeah. away from your own um own little apartments or yeah. mansion if you're Kylie Jenner. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that right now. That actually gets me to thinking like VR is totally going to be in every sense of the word going to be the next steps Happen. for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely think so. I think, you know, the future holds virtual reality and augmented reality so closely now. And even yeah. at work, we were discussing, because we do a lot of immersive experiences and touch screens and interactive displays and such, and mm -hmm. we were even discussing with some of our clients that we're trying to steer away from touch screens at the moment just because yeah. touching things in museums is is not ideal. You know, it's not a good thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um, with this one project that we're doing, we decided that it, you know, we've completed it and it's too far done and completed to go back on our word and to change the entire thing and to go back to the drawing board. So they're just yeah. going to complete this project with a touch screen and give out hand sanitizers and such little hand sanitizer stations on the side instead. But I think going forward, like using, um, I think they're called haptics. One sec. Yeah, I think they're called haptics. Yeah, so we were considering using haptic technology or talking. There's been some discussion about it where it's a kind of static communication or 3D touch where it uses air pressures and motions to detect 
your body gestures. And so with this, you're not touching anything. It's just using air pressures. And so you're just using your body gesture to indicate what you're trying to click or what you're trying to move on a projection or on a display. So there's been a lot of talk about using haptic technology instead of using touch screens and such because you don't want to get sick <laughs> when you're out on vacation. So I guess we can finally get down to uh, the juiciest topic of all, which is talking about uh, dating and socializing um, and dating and the good, yeah. the bad and the ugly. Well, I think Ooh. I started off with the, uh, I think I started off with the good, with the fun facts. Yeah. So, I mean, as someone that does spend time on dating apps occasionally or slash now, like pretty much regularly. <laughs> Um, all the time it's uh it's been interesting so um I think I mentioned this in the last in the last episode but basically there's um like tinder passport which is basically Mm -hmm. it allows you to like travel all over the all over the world or all over the globe in terms of like your gps on the app yeah Um, and it allows you to meet people from other places all over the world you know for for example for basically a month I could go to London I could go to New York I could go to Los Angeles like basically anywhere and everywhere that I pleased and future of travel and out there. yeah <laughs> um but tell me your experiences how have they been like for you have you tried Tinder Passport before what's that like okay so Tinder Passport is a paid paid option so I have never used it before um, until this moment so um, yeah so so as a promotion what tinder did was basically send send everyone on tinder the opportunity to use tinder passport for a month free Mm -hmm. on them and so everyone pretty much had that for the last like month and a bit and then they're just like yeah and uh just letting you know we're gonna be letting go of tinder password and i was like wow i thought this was more long term like how am i supposed to meet people (laughs) lock (laughs) them down (laughs) lock them down um uh now it's like no longer existing but i thought it was really interesting uh i learned a lot about myself i actually was talking to justin about this when when i saw him earlier but all i learned is that maybe i was right in our in our like uh, episode where we were talking about dating and like Vancouver being the problem. Oh yeah, <laughs> because, because like I've talked to people from like all over the world and like I've met some pretty interesting people and like people that I would I would hate to say the term but I'm gonna say it that are my type are all around the world and they're interesting and they're not so like apathetic um, mm-hmm. that I would just align with like Vancouver dating culture but that's just like my personal opinion my two cents like there are plenty of fish in the sea is what I've realized oh, that's so exciting and so so good to hear but like what so what happens now that the feature isn't free anymore are you unable to talk to these people anymore have they been saved on like tinder so you can still talk to them or like how does so- that work so yeah, so these people are still like on my Tinder matches, so I can okay. still talk to them and they can they can still message me. We can still chat. I just can't find new people Got it. Um, okay. according to the, you know, I can't go from place to place and find mm. these new people. Okay. Okay. So you're still able to connect and converse with the people that you've 
been matched with before. Okay, that's yeah, exactly. that's very reassuring. I thought they would yeah, like, totally. go like that. No, you know, no, no. That would disappear. be that would be like act- that would actually suck. I'd be like, wow, that what was the point so of doing much. this for the last month and a half? Then? Yeah, like what was the point of this all? Like ugh, yeah. social experiments. But that's so interesting. So, what were the top places that you you changed your setting to? Okay, so like I like I mentioned in my in my earlier little bit, but uh, London and New York and San Francisco were the three places that I kind of like put okay. because because we've talked about it before about like me possibly oh my god I smacked my little mic, um, I heard that. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, basically earlier when I talked about potential places that I would move to or mm-hmm. places that I would try and find work, like those are all places that have definitely interested me mm-hmm. um, and definitely places that I would love to visit again and go spend a lot of time. So um, unfortunately, with with them being big cities, it is also a hub for sickness. So uh, I'm really glad that I have the opportunity to see what's out there without actually being there. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because that feature has never been a thing before, right? For yeah. all of online dating. So, yeah. well, I guess for um, people online on like the internet, but for um, apps, I guess that's been very, very new. So that was like a very interesting new feature that that arose from that that's very cool though that's very interesting and additionally like I also found I also mentioned this earlier in the podcast but just a surge of new people on dating apps so I think you know all of those people that are like oh yeah I'd never get on a dating app like (laughs) ever they're just like yeah I like meeting people in real life (laughs) they just don't have the opportunity to do that anymore so now they're just like logging on to dating apps because they have no other choice I mean it's sort of like last resort for some people right but like without bars um restaurants like summer parties and barbecues like the only way to meet other people is through the internet for better or for worse right yeah so I guess this is last resort for some people, especially if you can't go outside and do anything. So, yeah. but also Vancouver is very small, so it's kind of nice to <laughs> know that there's like a new mix of people that are in there because I feel like it's just like the Love Island. Um, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the same rotating people. Or, or oh my so gosh. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's just no. Nice I've definitely seen like the same same couple of people like yeah. five or six times. So that's, that's that what is one hundred percent. It's just like the same people rotating again and again. And so you have to like really expand your um your horizons and your <laughs> your reach on settings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um but yeah, so now the bad. So quarantine couples. I I know a few friends who have been living together with their significant other and they've been really testing their relationship. I don't know if you know any quarantine couples at the moment, do you? Yes, I do, but like they they seem to be they seem to be doing okay. That's oh. good. Are um, they like new couples like, or have they lived together for a long time? They so I mean like I guess uh they they had been living together before. Um okay. and they seem to be they seem to be doing okay. Like one of them one of them is married, one of them have been in a relationship for like quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um so they seem to be like okay, but I'm actually seeing like a lot of people that are in relationships that don't live together that are actually breaking up. And now I don't necessarily know if it is like the fact that they 
aren't seeing each other or what it is, but like mm-hmm. they're, I guess, not spending time with them as much as they would like doing mm-hmm. stuff that they would like is really taking a toll on their relationships. I don't know if it's just like timing that mm-hmm. it just so happens to be the timing and that's why they're breaking up. But like, yeah, I've, I don't know. I've found I've... like a lot of people are. I feel like you can always make time for the people if they mean a lot to you and if you really, really care for them. You know, there's there's always a way to make time for a person, whether it's through FaceTime. But I guess like in our like love languages episode, everyone yeah. loves differently. And so I guess if you're more of a physical person and you prefer meeting people in person, yeah. that resonates more to you than having a FaceTime or, yeah. or talking to each other over Instagram messenger or over DMs like that doesn't really work for you as much I can see how that's really hard in the person like um oh my god my boyfriend hates FaceTiming I maybe did one FaceTime with him and I was so lucky I was so oh my god it was a treat just to have him on FaceTime (laughs) he hates it and like whenever his friends wants to um whenever they want to get on FaceTime together or do a zoom call he's like oh you know I'm busy so he's not busy what is he doing (laughs) hanging out with me (laughs) making food eating food but it's just everyone you know everyone deals with the pandemic differently everyone deals with um long distance differently as well and yeah I guess in a way this can be deemed as long distancing especially if you can't or don't have the ability to see someone just because of the distance or they're in quarantine with their family and you know you can't see them because of that and it's just that can be very testing for some people in some relationships. Yeah. As someone that was in a long distance relationship, like I can, I can say that there are a lot of people that are probably definitely feeling the way that I felt when I was in a long distance relationship, even though there is no distance, but now it's physical distance. Like with, with my previous relationship, we lived apart, like in different Mm -hmm. cities, but now it's like, I can't go five kilometers to come see you, (laughs) which is so sad. I think that's a little bit different because you two were living in separate places, like very, very far from one another. And you did have to commute to see him. You had had to go on a ferry to see him and drive like many, many kilometers just to spend time with them. But I think if you're unable to cope with social distancing or if you're unable to cope with quarantining, and yeah. you're living a few blocks away from each other, or maybe like, I don't know, me and Ivor live very far away from each other. I live downtown. Yeah. He lives by White Rock near South Surrey. Yeah. Like, if you can't do that distance, like, Jesus, take the wheel. I don't know. Like- yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, when I'm seeing all of these people like complaining about not seeing their significant other for like X amount of time because Mm -hmm. of social distancing, part of me is just like rolling my eyes because I'm like, bro, think about actual couples that are going through long distance, like legitimate long distance where they Mm -hmm. cannot physically see their partner for months or weeks on end, you know? Or if Um, they're living in two separate countries and they can't see each other because of flights and because of all these different issues with the pandemic it's just yeah yeah, it's just very tricky so I don't know if if you're living a short distance you know try to FaceTime each other try to check in on them once once every few days or something like that just try to keep the uh the fire burning inside the fire burning (laughs) but also um I want to take this moment to say that there's something that I I learned during this quarantine that 
is probably going to resonate with me for a very long time. But please, please hold those moments that you have with the people that you care about and that you love Mm -hmm. very, very, very dearly. And like, don't ever take them for granted because like I I know now that when quarantining is over and when I can see more people I'm going to try and spend as much quality time with the people that I care about when I can but like never did I think before that it was a privilege to have that opportunity yeah. in my life you know Absolutely. I think we took so many things for granted, like going outside or enjoying the company of your friends and family members and so much more. And I think that coming out of all of this, we'll be able to appreciate the little things a little bit more um, when this pandemic subsides. Yeah. Just just the little things like going outside, enjoying the beach and enjoying your friend's company and enjoying spending time with them and seeing them in person. Wow. And going out for a nice meal and like out, yeah, for food yeah. and watching. Yeah. Oh my god, I miss watching movies and cinemas so much. Yeah. I never thought that I would popcorn. ever miss that. <laughs> yeah. It's just those little things and those little experiences that we took for granted so much. But yeah. man, I eat I miss eating food outside. Me too. Like, oh I'm my god. Tired like of I don't take know. Out. <laughs> I don't know how many times like you and I have gone out for dinner, just like us two, yeah. just going and trying like different things. And like a little so, date night and then yeah. having dessert together. And yeah. oh my God, yeah. I am so tired of like eating alone at home. <laughs> I'm so over it. <laughs> Me oh. too. But hey, this is going to be one for the record books. Hey, like this is Definitely. for sure. I I gave this some thought, but like this is going to be in our children's textbooks. Like people 100%. are going to be talking about this when we're in our 50s and 60s and they're going to be like mom and dad you lived through the pandemic (laughs) like how what was that like you know yeah we're gonna be like in those history books where kids have to write essays about us like 20 years from now they're like (laughs) mom mom (laughs) what happened in the year of 2020 it's just like war flashbacks like no (laughs) we do not speak of this we do not speak of this decade (laughs) we do not speak of this year we all speak of the toilet paper pandemic. <laughs> oh my god. Never again. You have, have to explain that to your child. The embarrassment that I would feel. Like the legitimate embarrassment I would feel from that. Yeah, like, oh, you know, your grandfather deployed in war during Second World War. What did you do, Mom? Oh yeah, we like stored up we were- tons of TP for the <laughs> pandemic and um just ate tons of take it at home to be hometown heroes. So <laughs> And we clapped every day at 7 p.m. to show <laughs> our gratitude. every day. But, but that being said, um, you know, a huge thank you to all of our frontline workers yes. and everyone that's been working in essential business, let it be janitors, let it be um, people working at grocery banks store and clerks, grocery yeah. store cashiers, yeah. um, everyone who's working in essential business at the moment. We're very, very grateful for all the work that you do and yeah. that we take for granted every day. Yeah. Thank you so much for all of your hard work and just putting your lives <laughs> at risk <laughs> for, for us. us. Yeah. 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 Actually, that was a nice, that was a nice little, little end there. Yeah. yeah I, I think, think so this too. Nicely. Yeah, this was good. We're getting better at this. We're getting really good at this. I was kind of cranky to begin with because I didn't have lunch. So you could probably Oh my God, you haven't had lunch yet? No, I had like one bread with butter on it. I'll be fine. I'm going to eat some pasta. I can gauge gauge your hangriness by looking at you. I can't tell by hearing your voice. (laughs) 
You've known me for how long? You should be able to hear in my voice. Like, okay, well, you sounded grumpy, but I just thought I just thought you were tired. Well, I'm tired too. (laughs) I'm all the above. Thanks so much for listening in, and uh, please like, comment, or leave a review, and subscribe because we would love more people to get an opportunity to listen to us and dive in with us and uh, follow us at Here to Chit Talk for more information and um, yeah we'll see you next week all right bye bye